Today on the podcast, I talked to Karen Beck Dudley. She's the CEO of the Association to Advance Collegiate Schools of Business, a worldwide organization accrediting business schools everywhere. We talk about purpose, we talk about sustainability, we talk about the impact of all of these things and what the next generation of leaders is going to look like. What behaviors do they need to be modeling to run successful, sustainable businesses? It's another great Unleashcast. Do have a listen. Uh, for our listeners and viewers and just some general context, please tell us a little bit about the AACSB as an organization. Well, John, thanks for having me. Uh, AACSB is the world's largest accreditor of business schools. We have over 950 business schools worldwide uh, that we accredit, uh, and we have over, I think, over 1,800 members. To give you some scope of that, we impact 4 million students globally and another 60,000 faculty. And so our primary is uh, role is accreditor, but we're also a convener and connector of businesses, NGOs, government, and business schools. Uh, and what we like to say is what we really do is transform global leaders for positive societal impact. Let's talk a bit more about societal impact and particularly societal impact on the future of work. It's a, it's a large question. I don't expect to solve it today, but um, there's certain things we can talk about. Uh, I'm wondering, my first question I'm wondering is, um, do you think that um, wider societal problems are going to impact the future of work because there's a blurring of lines between life and work, where you see a lot more people working remotely, hybrid hybrid working, certainly in kind of uh, the knowledge economy, as we're going to call it. Do you think this is making people make more connections between societal problems and business problems, perhaps? It sure seems like it. It feels like, uh, and our, our surveys show this, that businesses are changing, and more importantly, maybe even students are changing. So many of the students who are currently in business schools, as well as in other areas of the university, expect the businesses they work for to have purpose as well as profit. And so we're seeing a lot of students asking, if I'm going to go to a, a business with a purpose, uh, I also want my business school to have a purpose and to prepare me for that future, where historically we have probably prepared uh, students very, very well for a business which just has a profit motive. And we see that changing, especially in the new environment where you're blurring work and life and balance and a variety of other things, as well as all the global challenges, uh, which we call wicked problems that are out there. Interesting. Um, wicked problems is a, a, a term that I uh, published a piece on quite recently, actually. It's oh, new right. to me. Okay. Yeah. Another thing that we see as being uh, becoming quite prevalent um, in, in the conversation is the ESG agenda, environmental, social governance goals. Uh, this has helped businesses a lot to see the importance of societal issues such as climate change. But how else can you make the business case for the importance of, of uh, these ESG goals? Well, I think we all want a planet we can live on. <laughs> so we can just start there. Uh, it's very difficult to do business if you can't live on a planet or if the planet's on fire and we see a lot of uh, climate changes and sustainability issues across the globe. Uh, but more importantly than that, I think it helps businesses focus on all of their stakeholders and not just one group of stakeholders. And so if you're a business with a purpose, then you really need to take into account what your community needs, uh, what your employees need, what your suppliers need, uh, what the uh, government needs, uh, as well as what a global environment uh, looks like. And I really think the pandemic 
has shown us how interwoven we all are. Uh, we might have thought that our business was relatively isolated and not impacted by global events. I'm not confident there's any business out there or any actual individual out there that was not impacted by a global pandemic pretty significantly. And I think that's awakened people to see uh, the, the reason why business needs to be involved in more than just profit. Yeah, completely. It certainly feels like we're not through the other side of it completely, but we're definitely in a place where we can think about positive actions off the back of the changes that have occurred, don't you think? I, you know, I'm hopeful. I really hope that we've learned a lot from it. I know I did. Um, being, I started this position actually during the pandemic. So I spent the first two years um, really sitting in my office, <laughs> not my office, actually, it was my house, uh, you know, talking on a, on a screen. The advantage of that, and I don't think we'll give this up, is it allows a lot of work to be done uh, with less travel. And so sustainability, carbon footprinting, et cetera. So there is a lot of things that can be done uh, without that type of travel and that type of event. On the flip side, I don't know about you, but we really found out there were some things that are significantly better face-to-face. -face. Uh, and I think it makes us reevaluate how we spend time face-to-face. -face. That face-to-face -face time is very important. When we gather people, it really has to be with a purpose in mind. Uh, and for me, those were things like solving really difficult problems, having conversations that are difficult to have on Zoom, brainstorming, I think, is significantly easier face-to-face, -face, uh, as well as when there's different differences among a group of people who have to make a decision, uh, being face-to-face -face smooths the process, I think, uh, quite radically. I'm going to be interested to see what other best practices come out of living through a global pandemic uh, and what other people are, are uh, looking at and, and what they see. And one last thing on that, John, I think it's interesting. Uh, we're working right now, and a lot of cor corporations are, on performance appraisal, a performance evaluation, <laughs> and how much face-to-face -face time do you need to know whether somebody's doing a good job, as opposed to being able to evaluate the, pro the product that they've produced, as opposed to be seeing them in their office every day. Uh, and that's also a really interesting challenge for businesses. Certainly. Um, I, uh, I think there's a lot we can uh, learn. And another thing alongside ESG that we're hearing a lot about is purpose-driven leadership. This is another yeah. common theme that I'm, I'm hearing from a lot of people I talk to uh, who contribute to Unleash as well. What does this term mean to you and the AACSB as a whole? AACSB is heavily invested in creating, we might call it purpose-driven leaders or leaders that can lead organizations for positive societal impact. Uh, we have just finished our first collective, which were business leaders across the globe, from business leaders, NGOs, and governments, uh, to really come up with what are the characteristics of a purpose-driven leader. And it was interesting, not what you might expect. We've heard about agility. We've heard about resilience. We've heard about emotional intelligence. But one of the areas that they're exploring is being able to deal with paradox, which I think is a very interesting uh, idea. Uh, being able to not only to be able to hold two positions that might conflict <laughs> at the same time and be able to work through uh, the uncomfortableness of that. Um, and we, our uh, organization is going to have a societal impact conference actually in October, where we'll be, work, where we'll be talking more about what are the leadership characteristics 
of those types of purposeful leaders of the future? And then how do we ensure that business schools help uh, produce those types of leaders as well as other, uh, other areas? So those are the areas that I'm really interested in, in seeing and the areas, frankly, that business schools have traditionally not been involved in uh, working on. That ties me nicely into my last question, in fact. So we've talked about dealing with paradox. Uh, we've talked about the need for purpose, um, climate, uh, societal impact. What other behaviours uh, should business leaders be modelling to make a positive impact on society then, in your opinion? I, I think compassion would be another one. Uh, and compassion is more than empathy. Uh, you still have to act and you can be empathetic. But compassion is being able to take into account people's circumstances and where that leads them. I think that's a very important component. Uh, I'm also, a, I think another important component is listening, being able to listen very carefully. And we've talked about, I mean, that's been a leadership skill forever. People aren't very good at it, frankly. <laughs> and so being able to listen and then being able to not form an opinion from what you listen to until you gathered enough information or listened to enough. Uh, individuals. And so we're now working with our business schools on training the faculty on how best to accomplish and how be best to help students learn those skills while they're in business school. Oftentimes it was thought that they would learn those skills at home, they would learn it through other activities. Um, business schools only needed to give students the subject matter and the discipline matter. Um, most of that now is available for free on YouTube and a variety of other aspects. Uh, and so how do you train the faculty who spend a lot of time with the students to really instill those uh, characteristics? I, I believe, and I think the good pedagogy is out there, that it has to be practiced. It's not something you learn about. <laughs> it's something you practice doing all the time and you get better at it as you practice it. And so that really is a change in uh, how traditionally business schools have prepared the leaders of the future great completely agree um karen thank you so much uh, for your time it's been it's been great to talk to you about uh, a variety of issues i gather you're currently going to a lot of events uh, through the aacsb i hope they've been successful and um sort of moved the agenda on as well we they have and we had our first uh, major face-to-face -face event our, our international conference in new orleans in April, we had over 1,200 people from around the globe attend personally. I'm currently right now in Oslo, Norway, with our European, Middle East, and African accreditation conference, where we have over 250 uh, individuals from the region. And it is thrilling, frankly, uh, to be uh, with people again and, and talk to people, get their ideas, have them give us suggestions, and get their insights. And so uh, we're glad to be back on the road uh, as well as uh, being able to hear from our members and see what they need and what we could do to help them. Great to hear. Okay. Um, Karen, thanks again and uh, speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you, John. I appreciate it.